welcome to episode... <laughs> I hate you so much. Hello and welcome to episode eight. I'm Ron Bergen. Is it eight? Yeah. Okay, eight of Dying to Know. I am Jimmy, here with... Ron Burgundy? Lindsay. It's Lindsay. I'm just Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> I liked your spirit fingers there, though. Hey, you know, you do what you gotta do. It goes along with the crazy eyes you've got going. <laughs> so, yes, this week is uh, <laughs> Crazy Eye Jimmy week. <laughs> I just want to I just want to emphasize he's got, like, the most creepy gleam in his eyes right now. <laughs> Because I've stumbled onto a conspiracy. No, no. Stumbled. All, uh, all came aside. This week we are. Uh, dove head first into this conspiracy. We are going conspiracy side of this. Uh, so strap on, strap in, put on your tinfoil hats, and go with me on this journey of craziness. Uh, so a couple things I want to get out of the way before we start. Uh, in a past episode, I mentioned at one point that aliens terrify me. Um, but I'm fascinated with them at the same time. And I think that those go hand in hand because, like, I love the paranormal. I love serial killers. I love true crime. I love all those stories. But for some reason, they don't frighten me. Yeah. Like, the paranormal, it sounds stupid, but, like, if my ass gets haunted, I get haunted. There's nothing I can do with it. I'm not going to be able to duke it out with a ghost, right? <laughs> a serial killer, I can shoot. Flat out and simple. Yeah. Something about the idea of a, another race of beings that comes to our planet that's just more technologically advanced. I don't know why that sits really uneasy with me. And I think it has to do a lot with, uh, like, one of my big fears, and Lindsay knows this and she knows not to mess with me with it, is, like, looking down a hallway and seeing a silhouette. It, yeah. <laughs> it really, really screws with me. There have even been a few times we've had to move my dress form because it it's... Just, yeah, like unintentionally set in like just the wrong spot, and you catch it out of the corner of your eye, and it's like yeah, it just bugs now me. Now right now it's hidden in the closet. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's that fear of the unknown and seeing something there that you don't know what it is. Yeah, and more than like paranormal movies, more than that, like that is used a lot in alien movies. Uh, you the see seeing it seeing a form like yeah, you see it in sign, uh, signs. Did it yeah with the the guy standing on the roof when the girl does the. There's a monster outside my window. Can I get a glass of water? Um, there's a movie Dark Skies. Where... I don't remember that from Signs. Yeah. So there's a scene in Signs. To be fair, it's been years since I've seen Signs. The only real like silhouette I remember seeing is when they're watching the TV. And it walks out from behind the bush. Yes. Okay. So there's a scene. And even where... then, it's not really a silhouette. It's more like a you static actually, form. You actually see him. Uh, no, there's a scene earlier in the movie where... Um, I remember that scene. The... I don't remember seeing... When the dad takes her to bed, he looks out the window and sees someone standing on the roof in the distance, and that's when he goes and wakes his brother-in-law up, or his brother, it's his brother, right? Or brother-in-law, I can't remember. Wakes him up, and they, go, and they go outside and chase the people around, and then something jumps up on the roof. I'm telling you, with alien movies, I have a memory for this shit, because they terrify fine. me. I, I've only seen that movie, like, twice. But anyway. And it was um, a long time ago. But yeah, Dark Skies is one of my favorites. That's a great movie. That movie terrified the hell out of me, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really well done, really good. Um, Fire in the Sky is another one that really messed with me. That's I don't one think where... I've ever seen that one. I won't watch it again. Mm -hmm. Like, a great movie, 
but like the the sequence when they're like because the aliens abduct them and like mm-hmm. torture this dude this yeah. isn't like the typical like oh we're gonna mess with you this is like they straight up screw with the guy yeah um but no so let's go for ex- a second and think aliens are real that's kind of if you haven't caught on the basis for this episode it revolves around aliens aliens are real uh more specifically the men in black and you hear that and you instantly think of tommy lee jones and will smith unfortunately <laughs> yeah because there is i'm gonna go into that later regarding the movie the men in black because i'm not gonna lie before because i mentioned the men in black in my urban legends uh episode um, and at the time you kind of pointed out that that was a thing that you wanted to do. And I had no idea what you were talking about. Like I had, I had never heard of the men in black in any context outside of the movies, the movies. Yeah. So the men in black, it's a, as long as there's been UFO sightings, there's been men in black sightings. Uh, the idea. And see, like I had heard that, but I always assumed it was just government officials who were sent to essentially be like, definitely was an alien so that's part of it 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 gets really out there and really freaking wild so essentially before the movies came out because the movies do have a basis of hey we're gonna talk about the men in black which is supposedly this government organization that's tracking aliens yeah um i have my own theories about the movies which we'll get into towards the end of the episode okay because i i think yeah, we'll just we'll just get into that. But anyway, <laughs> when you talk about the Men in Black, it's always regarding UFO sightings. Um, so the common belief is that the Men in Black are a government agency mm-hmm. that's out, essentially out there to quell or hide the truth about aliens. Um, their whole job is to show up, basically threaten or co- or coerce people into not talking. Yeah. That's like the common go-to. Um, so we're going to call that Theory A. Mm-hmm. Theory B is even weirder. Theory B is that the men in black are aliens themselves. That they are posing as humans to threaten people into hiding their secret. Okay. So you got A and B, right? So we'll talk about A first. So Theory A is that it's a government organization. Um, there's a lot of theories out there that it is a branch of the CIA, that it's its own entity. Um, there's even this new quasi like theory that the movies for the men in black actually draw from is that while they are a shadow organization, they aren't faithful to one country. So it's not like a United States agency. Okay, I was it's, I was actually just about to ask that. Is it is I was going to ask if like the whole Men in Black thing is more like U.S. based or if it's like worldwide. Is it like so? There are definitely more inst- infinitely more instances of this happening in the United States. However, a lot of UFO sightings take place in the United States. Okay. So you're going to see more, if this is a cause and effect type of thing, you're going to see more Men in Black sightings in the U.S. if there are more UFO sightings in the U.S. Yeah. Um, there's stories of this happening worldwide, uh, which is interesting because if we go back to the Men in Black movies, what's the most recent one they did? Men in Black International. International. 
So it shows that they have a presence worldwide. So like yeah. that's why I'm saying like the movies have some in- instances where I'm gonna draw from them. Uh, don't take the movies as like the linchpin in this theory because it's not. <laughs> but the idea is with this theory that the Men in Black is a government organization is that humanity knows about aliens. Yeah. Whether if you believe it's a U.S. organization that it's like upper echelons like. Think Independence Day, where not even the president knows mm-hmm. because the president cycles out every so often. But like the top dudes besides the president know yeah. because they're keeping a rap on it. Um, if they're not, it draws into the question of who the hell is controlling them, where are they getting their money, all this fun stuff. And depending on how deep in the conspiracy well you really want to go, you can make anything a reality in the conspiracy world. Like, yeah, I could tell you that you know, the ground is made of cheese and someone out there will find a conspiracy to make that true. They will twist the facts and they'll Mm -hmm. finagle stuff to make that true. Uh, So when you start talking about, like, the men in black... That's where we, like, that's where conspiracy theories become tricky is that typically if you have a conspiracy theory, you have people that believe in it so much they're willing to ignore important facts to make their own theory work exactly which is why i love i love conspiracy theories like i don't believe in a lot of conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. but i love them because it's it's like the cult thing yeah i love researching because i'm like how can someone believe this right yeah so that's what actually made me dive into the men in black i'm like okay if aliens are real which i honestly believe they are because i truly think it's kind of narcissistic to think we're the only things in the entire universe yeah uh, whether you believe in religion or not, it's just, it's it's one of those things. I mean, if you believe in religion, you believe in heaven and hell, you could say that those are different planes of existence or aliens because they're not Earth, they're extraterrestrial. Yeah. But even if you're not religious, like I do believe that there is life somewhere else in some capacity. Yeah. Um, so if that's the case, and they have made contact with Earth in some way, shape, or form, it's fair enough to believe that there would be someone who would want that to be a secret right yeah so if you go by the u.s theory it's that the men in black were a part of the cia and during the development of whether you believe the roswell crash was an actual alien spaceship or not yeah they this group got established in order to kind of hush people up and to keep things and let's be realistic when you get into like the financial side of it there are a lot of government projects where it's like what we call like black money, which is money for like the black programs that are kind of like the secret squirrel world. Yeah. It doesn't really get justified where they're going. It's like research and development with air quotes. Mm-hmm. You don't really know where that money is going. It could 100% be, you know, paying an agency like this. Um, when you go the world side, that's where it gets a little weirder, mm-hmm. right? Because if this agency is worldwide, who's paying them? How are they getting their money? Yeah. Is it a UN-based program, which I don't believe because the UN, as good as the function of the UN is, that's a lot of countries that don't agree on a lot of things a lot yeah. of time. Uh, so a lot of policies don't get through. So I can't imagine them having this like space team that's going <laughs> out and like debunking alien uh, sightings. But the cool and unique thing about all this, right? is it is impossible to prove if it's real or not okay. right because because well, yeah. you have 
all these people claiming they've been visited by the men in black. Mm-hmm. You have all these people claiming that it's not real. But we've seen in the past where the, especially like the U.S. government has downplayed like alien, you know, us having alien contact to the point where people think because the government is downplaying it, we do have alien contact. Yeah, it's, it's the whole reverse psychology. Thing. Yeah, so is the government saying we don't have alien contact because we truly don't, or are they saying it because we cover up? Like it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Well, and we, um, you mentioned the uh, the Roswell cl- crash and all of that, and and the, the another theory behind that is that it was the government testing a a new plane that crashed, and then they sent people to kind of. To, to spread people misinformation. Were in, people were instantly like, oh, it's aliens. But then the government comes in and is like, kind of over exaggerating, it definitely wasn't aliens. Yeah, so, so that people makes... think it's aliens so that they can still hide that it was their plane. I've got an even like... scarier one for you. The, so think of Roswell, 50s, 60s time frame, Cold War. Uh, another theory is that the Russians actually got a spy plane over the US. Yeah. And it went down in Roswell, New Mexico. And they didn't want to incite fear that a Russian plane had gotten over U.S. airspace. So it was just like, it's definitely not an alien craft to draw people away from the idea that it might be a Russian thing. So there's yeah. there's a lot of like speculation about Roswell, about all these alien sightings. Mm-hmm. But the more you tell people it's not aliens, the more they believe it's aliens. The more they want to believe it's aliens. Yeah, like... because you're going to look for the crazy in the non-crazy, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, that's the more plausible <laughs> of the uh yeah i have to say of the two theories i i probably more so believe that it's like a government agency of some kind that is that is you know pushing out these men in black versus cuz i i i know a little bit of the second theory that it's actually aliens posing as humans yeah. trying to hide you know to to kind of shuffle under the rug their own existence but uh i i definitely find that one harder to believe i mean so at the same time i like i could see it because you know if, if aliens are advanced enough to have had contact with us and and to visit our planet and whatever it really wouldn't take much for them to try to disguise themselves as human to so you know going into to whatever the series. end Obviously, with UFO sightings, like I said, there are men in black sightings. Hmm. Some of these accounts of these men in black, they're all the same. They show up, they're dressed in suits, black suits, white shirts. Literally, what you see in the movie Men in Black, that is how they dress. That's, like I said, there is a basis of this conspiracy conspiracy for the movies. movies Uh, So in some of the cases, though, they're they're described as this is a straight up like eyewitness account it was a a man who wore a neatly tailored black suit he was bald with no eyebrows or eyelashes which is interesting yeah uh and had smooth dead white plastic skin and ruby lips and what's crazy so this is back 50s 60s right uh huh that description is seen in multiple accounts this is before the internet this is before like mass communication where conspiracy theories like let's be realistic conspiracy theorists thrive on the internet now but this is back and this is 
not an isolated incident that this is the description and that's where that's so, the only thing where i'm like that gives some credit to it because yeah. of the widespread commonalities in the stories so i, I don't want to add to any conspiracies because <laughs> i mean let's let's be honest they're all kind of crazy but uh i mean if you're going to send a, a person to someone who has been digging into ufos and you want them to be as intimidating as possible yes and someone who looks weird as shit yeah yeah oh no i agree so and it's funny because like it like granted i just finished reading dracula like two weeks ago <laughs> but Aside from the the no hair anywhere thing, the the white skin and ruby red lips is exactly how he's described. So, I mean, they and and Dracula was thought to be one of the scarier fictional creatures for for a long last time. I mean, even now he's he's still yeah he's... you know played on with, with vampires everywhere, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna send someone to try to intimidate someone else into not talking about something, you send the creepiest looking motherfucker possible to get them to do that. Yeah, and, and at mean, the same time, even if that person continues doing what they're doing and like talking about it, if they bring up this person that came to visit them and they describe them as ain't no being one believe completely them. hairless with plastic white skin and ruby red lips like nobody's going to to take that seriously yeah and i agree and that's which would even further discourage that person from oh yeah you know digging into whatever they're digging into and it's it's crazy when you like the more you dive into this like this is one of those things when i first heard this theory right Mm -hmm. the well i first heard the men in black i'm like okay it's obviously like dudes who want to see ufos like there are people that see ufos in my opinion there are people that you see ufos because they're unlucky there are people that want to see ufos so just about anything can look like a ufo Mm -hmm. if you're far enough away or it's an odd shape and then there's people who see unexplained shit and that's just how they roll with it yeah um so whether you think like it sounds weird the dude could have just been a bald guy with just really dark lips, and they could have freaked out. It could have been out. an albino. <laughs> it, it really could be anything. Like it, It's just one of those things where it's it's really interesting. The, the thing that, like I said, that stuck with me is the time frame. Mm-hmm. Like, that multiple instances have described him the same. Um, so, those are your two theories for the Men in Black, right? Well, a and, government... to go, and to go into, like, the, the albinism thing... Most tend to have extremely pale eyelashes, eyebrows, if if they have any hair at all. Like it, it's, it's yeah. So it it wouldn't be a big leap for him to assume that this person had no hair. And, yeah. No, without a doubt. Uh, so those are your two main theories for the Men yeah. in Black, right? So you got government organization on one hand, aliens on the other. Whether you believe either of them is a toss up. But now we're going to get into the actual stories that mm-hmm. populated the Men in Black mythos, okay. as I want so to call getting, it. We're getting into like like first-hand accounts. Oh yeah, and we're going to get some of them are really weird. Testimonies. Shocker, right? That some of them are weird. Uh, 
some of them are so weird that I don't feel like they could be made up coherently. Like, mm. if you're going to make up some alien shit, make up something better. Oh, okay. It's like, why would they even bother Yeah, it's making this up? It's so bad and, like... Yeah, it's it's odd. Like okay. if an alien or somebody visited you, why would you go with this story? That's what that's what like okay. irks me. It's yeah. But anyway, so I'm gonna start with the original Men in Black sighting. The like the, the first ri- one the ever. First, like the first the widely one. accepted first reported one, which was in the 40s. Okay. So 1947 uh-huh. is the first time that we get like this no shit. This is the men, this is the establishment of the men in black, like I said, mythos. Okay. Okay. So it takes place in June 1947 in Washington, kind of near and Seattle. Again, we're, we're not emphasizing that it's the first alien sighting; it's just the first sighting. Men in black of the men. In this black is specifically, specifically men in black. Yep. So it focuses around a man named Harold Dahl, in uh, I think that's Puget Sound. Puget Sound, Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay, so up near Seattle. So anyway. Uh, Harold Dahl is out on his boat in Puget Sound, you know, right off the right. It's like a little harbor near Seattle. Uh, he sees six donut-shaped objects in the sky. Typical flying saucer thing. Now, before I go any farther, the flying saucer that we know now, the circular mm-hmm. shape, it's common. 1947, it was not. So that's what I want to, I really want to emphasize here that... This dude is claiming to see essentially six flying saucers when flying saucers weren't like this mainstream, generally, con- like, they weren't the automatic, this is a UFO. You see what I mean? It's not the stereotypical UFO sighting. Because at the time, UFOs, Roswell hadn't happened yet. Alien yeah, but, fever I mean, hadn't spread. I mean, realistically, couldn't the modern day ones have been based around that's what i'm saying but when he saw him it wasn't commonplace for a ufo to be this got it shape. okay that's okay. what i'm getting at uh so he sees six donut shaped objects in the sky uh he claims that one of them like broke apart um there's a lot of speculation on whether it was like shot down it broke up entering the atmosphere I say maybe i mean we we kind of had a discussion about g's earlier and if you yeah, it's. I mean, it, granted, it's a spaceship. If it can't handle, but here's the thing. G-force. I'm gonna get really. I'm gonna get really weird with it. Spaceships are designed for a zero gravity environment. If these are alien beings from another uh, planet, they have true. lower gravity. They come into yeah. our gravity. You know, yeah. whatever. That's a whole nother thing. I am literally right now, uh, Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> like pointing at the wall with Pepe Silvia. I posted that video on Facebook. So if you guys have no clue what I'm talking about, that is the video. Because this is like that's, conspiracy. I'm, I'm not kidding. That's Jimmy's face right now. And yeah. his hands are going everywhere. <laughs> like. <laughs> so anyway, he claims that one of these ships breaks apart. Kill his dog. Like the debris falls. Kills his dog and enters his son. Injures. Like, I, thought you does... said, I thought you said enters. It's <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it injures his son. Okay. Yep. So he takes pictures of the debris. With his old-timey camera. Okay. Yep. Because he claims that it's it's like a weird kind of metal and all this kind of stuff. So he takes pictures as proof mm-hmm. that this metal thing fell out of the sky. Um, 
he is then visited later by a man in black. And basically what happens is this guy shows up um, because Harold Dahl, after all this happens, he talks to his boss and his friend about the incident. Be like, yo, this is what I saw. Mm -hmm. This is what happened. I can't believe it. I have pictures. Uh, There's... You're never Conf- going to believe what happened this weekend. And there's Let conf- me show you. There's like, conflicting evidence on how they were talked about. Um, there's something that, like, some of this went over the radio, some of this went over a phone call. But the idea is that they that someone listened. Yes. Got it. Uh, so. So it wasn't just he went to work that Monday and was, like, in person. Hey. There's conflicting things because it comes down to, like, it's very hard to find factual stuff about this because. Well, people are people are creating what they want to make it fit. To make it but, fit, exactly. But anyway, Harold Dahl is then a couple days later visited by a mysterious man dressed in all black. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, straight up says, "Do not talk about what you said, you saw," mm-hmm. and confiscates the film. Okay. Basically, demands that he hands it over. Mm-hmm. Tells him, "Do not talk about what you said." Time passes, and this is the part that really, really throws me. He claims he was visited by Air Force agents. That's it. Just Air Force agents. No okay. No other detail. They said they, they were there to gather information and questioned him about the same incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, he told them, hey, this is what I saw. Uh-huh. This guy came took the film so he has no physical proof when i'm gonna no go ahead i'm gonna have a moment here when was the air force officially established from like when it branched out to be its own ain't that funny right (laughs) because so this is your eyes got so big yep so the i want to get the exact date right because i know it because i'm (laughs) trust me i'm forced to know it but i want to get the exact date september 18th 1947 this is in june 1947 so we're already seeing holes in this dude's story however let me establish this well, to, that's I, the official start of the air force is I september was gonna 18th say, so and that's, be- before that's that it officially acknowledged as a separate branch but obviously the u.s air corps had been a for, thing yeah so the U.S. Air Corps had been and a it, thing and, since World War One, and like, it would have been in the works for the Air Force to officially separate from the Army. Yeah, so you know, a while before it actually. So essentially, happened. what happened was during World War Two. That's when the Air Force realized the government realized the Air Force was too big to be part of the Army. Yeah, and it was going to be its own branch. So they split off officially in September eighteenth on September eighteenth, nineteen forty-seven. However, this is supposedly June. Whatever. Let's chalk it up to they were Army Air Corps or they were Air Force, but it wasn't officially its own branch yet. But he's claiming two Air Force agents Mm -hmm. uh, show up requesting information. He tells them, right? To the point, I have an actual picture right here, and we'll post this. Holy shit. From a case file for the FBI. This is the official report of these flying saucers. And not even kidding, these are, uh, what's it called? Um, 
I will re- I'll actually read this. So it says, uh, Dear Sir, it's regarding flying discs cited by, and shit is redacted. Mm-hmm. So like the dude's name, however, we know the guy's name now. Yeah. It was Harold, Harold Dahl. Says the following, in general. Well, it's are one the... of those things where it might have been classified for so oh, long yeah. and then was Without declassified. A doubt. Yeah. Uh, so it says the following, in general, are the facts regarding the flying disc story that started by redacted. Uh, which subsequently resulted in news stories by the Tacoma Times, the Boise Statement, and the Chicago Times that a B-25 carrying Army intelligence officers was shot down or sabotaged over Kelso, Washington on August 1st, 1947, because it was carrying some flying disc fragments. So now we're getting into something completely different. This is regarding supposedly an, a bomber, a cargo plane, getting shot down because it was bringing proof back. Oh. So, the original story, as related by Blank, was to the effect that while patrolling in his boat near Maury Island, Washington, uh, so-and-so sighted six flying disks, one of which fluttered to earth and disintegrated, showering his boat with fragments, which caused some damage to his boat and killed his dog. Blank wrote a letter to Blank. You know, it goes on to basically retell what we said. Um, Basically, it goes on to talk about the all the incidents these this b25 shoot down uh or sabotage there's a lot of like it didn't really happen it happened like there's no definitive proof yeah long story short feeding more fuel into the conspiracy is that someone went recovered the parts and it mis- that plane mysteriously vanished. Yeah. Which does not help. No. This cre- uh the any of this, right? Now here's the thing. After all this happens, after it gains national coverage, Harold Dahl comes out and says it was all a hoax, I made it up. Of course he does. But because that's super convenient. But years later, comes out and says, I was told to say that it was a hoax. No shit. He straight up said, I made the confession that it was a hoax under duress. Basically, he was coerced. Yeah. And that's where that story stands. Mm -hmm. Harold Dahl supposedly saw this, and this is what kickstarts the whole Men in Black thing. There is a government cover-up of aliens. Mm -hmm. We're not even going to go, in this episode, we're not even going to go into Roswell. I want to keep Roswell its own thing. Yeah. I'll probably do it way later. I'm going to keep the conspiracy and the alien stuff kind of scattered <laughs> because I know it's heavy and it makes me go a little crazy if I do too many of them back to back. Um, yeah, it scares you. It scares your wife. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like crazy eyed right now. <laughs> so that was 1947. Uh-huh. The next big encounter I want to cover is 20 years later. Okay. So now Roswell's happened. We're in the swing of the Cold War. And also, like, I just want to look up the exact date of when the book came out. Uh, there's a specific book I want to look up. So, hmm. yep. <laughs> so, uh, actually, that book's a hell of a lot older than I thought it was. Oh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's. But I think when. Okay. So in the 60s. So I would say, for the record, the book we're referring to. It was War of the Worlds. Yeah. Um, but War of the Worlds actually saw a resurgence in the 60s. 
Yeah. Um, you know, there was the big panic in the 30s that it caused when it was the audio drama. People thought aliens were really invading. Even though the book had come out like, what, 40 years before? Yeah. Like... It was the audio uh, drama of it that actually yeah, that they drew did over a lot the radio. of attention. Yeah, which that is, if you've ever heard it, it is great. Mm-hmm. Like, there is audio clips of it on the internet. Like, it was so well done, people thought aliens were actually invading. Yeah. Um, but during the 60s, when the space race was occurring, mm-hmm. it drew a lot more attention to space and the idea that we weren't alone and that yeah. there was there was possibility for something out in space. So the 60s is when we start seeing a ramp up. It, the 60s and the 70s. Of like encounters. Of encounters, right? So in 1967, Robert Richardson, Toledo, Ohio. <sighs> driving home uh claims he runs into a ufo so like driving like driving so where he's saying like like it's flying low enough that yes okay i do have problems with this one don't get me wrong runs into it uh pieces of it break off he finds the metal on the ground he like stops his car the UFO is nowhere to be seen. Okay. But there's weird metal on the ground. So he takes some of that. Because mm-hmm. he's like, no one will believe this. My car's jacked up. The whatever I hit is gone. Mm-hmm. Right? So he goes home. Uh, he's home by himself. And a week later, two men in black suits show up at his house. Much like the same story that we heard. They don't really introduce themselves. They don't give names. But they ask for the piece of metal he has. Okay. From what I understand at this point, he hadn't really told many people about this. Okay. Uh, And the people he did tell wouldn't believe him. Like, oh, you probably hit a deer and then you found a piece of metal. You know, something that would be that would be my guess. Oh yeah, that was my 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 like, instinct. Like reading this was like he hit a deer. He wasn't paying attention. Probably drunk. Uh, hit it. What? Allegedly. I did. I said probably. I'm not saying he was. But what I'm saying is. Uh, and to be fair, he may have gone home and told his wife about it, and then she's telling all of her friends like, "You won't believe what Richard tried to tell me after he wrecked the car the other night." Yeah, exactly. So he. <laughs> He tells the men, I've already turned in the medal to the authorities. Mm-hmm. Like, he turned it into the police because he filed a claim on his car for insurance. He's like, yo, I hit something, but it's not there. But here's part of it. Yeah. The quote from him, the response these two men in black gave him is, if you want your wife to stay as pretty as she is, then you'd better get the medal back. They literally threatened his wife. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he had no clue how these guys knew about the metal. Yeah. Right? So he kept to it. He's like, I don't have it. The police have it. The police have it. Never hears from them again. But he said, later statements said he spent the next 20 years looking over his shoulder. Anytime he heard a noise. Damn. Looking over his shoulder? How about your wife's shoulder? Well, you know what I mean. Considering she's the one they threatened. So, they keep ramping up right uh-huh. uh this one particular gave me the chills just because of the nature of it and a lot of this i think too has to do with the spread of information like as obviously time goes on you you get easier access to a lot of these reports mm-hmm. 
Uh, so here's another one. Uh, 1968, Jack Robinson, a UFO researcher. Okay. Who is literally in all of his spare time devoting time to UFOs. Okay. Um, so this is not an individual that saw UFOs. So this is I want he just to just researches like I want instances. to talk about this one though because the there are only two type of people who see the men in black. Mm-hmm. Those who have seen UFOs or those who research UFOs. Okay. So it's not just people who have seen them. And that's yeah. why I want to talk about this one. Uh so Jack Robinson uh lived in New Jersey. Uh he, him and his wife claimed, essentially they were being stalked. They would look out the window of their apartment building random times, and they would see a man in a black suit standing across the street staring at their building. Mm. At random times. Yeah. They'd look, he'd be there. Like, his wife would look, see him, go run to get her husband, they'd come back, he'd be gone. Hmm. Right? Okay. They then claimed that on multiple instances when they came home, it seemed like someone had been in their apartment rummaging through their stuff. Okay. On multiple instances. Change locks still happened. Hmm. Uh, this is great right here. This is a legit actual picture. This will go on the Facebook post. Basically, they had seen him multiple days. That's creepy. So they had their uh, basically like a family friend wait outside for this guy and they actually caught a picture of him it's literally a dude in a hat and a black suit standing kind of like in an overhang in the building across the street just yeah. watching their apartment building uh shit didn't want to do that um that's it oh, that's, that's really creepy that's the entire story but to this day both of them allege the fact that their shit was rummaged through including and most of it being the desk where he kept all of his UFO research. They would come home, stuff would be out of the drawers. They'd come home, drawers would be open that they closed. And it's like one of those things where you'd be like, okay, he forgot to do it. But if you start suspecting it, yeah, and then you're pointing it out, mm-hmm. it's a little different. The one that really bugged me was the locks. They changed the locks, changed the locks. and it felt like their room was their stuff and was still is, going through. This is where it lends to the second theory, where it's actually aliens dressed, you know, disguised as humans to do all this because then it would explain well how they would explain how they knew eh, it's the next door it's the next the hairs story on his arms just stood up the next story really <laughs> bugs me um it's you know, with uh them coming to to richard's door and we're they're like we want this piece of metal that you you found after crashing with a ufo and he's like but but he hadn't hardly told anyone. It would make sense if they really were aliens because then they would know. They'd just follow him. Exactly. Uh, and same thing with that. Like even if they had changed the locks, if it was an alien, it locks really wouldn't matter. It could get in wherever it wanted. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> a lot of these are are like there are some where you're just like you could. Feel, figure it out and be like, okay, this one, you know, this one's fake or this one's whatever. Some of these, though, they just, they really, like, they really kind of sit with me wrong, mm-hmm. especially this one. Okay. This one could be 100% exaggerated. It's a premise so simple, though, that for some reason it really bugs me. Is this one of those ones that you were talking about where it's like, why would you lie about it? Like, Yes, but at the same time, like, if it was a lie, it's a very simple lie uh-huh. that just works in the right ways. Okay. 
Uh, so it's so simple. It, it like how like how could it not be true? Yep. So this is a uh, Doctor Herbert Hopkins. Okay. Sorry, I feel sorry for that poor bastard Herb. for his name. Uh, the one I want you to take away from this is sip the date. This is 1976. Mm-hmm. No cell phones. Yeah. Okay. Landlines only. So Herbert Hawkins is uh he was a doctor. Um he got really big into UFO research in the seventies, which was common. Like UFOs in the sixties and the seventies became like an obsession for a lot of people. Yeah. Um again, it's about the spread of information and yeah, people so just being interested in the subject. While diving more and more into research, he gets a phone call. Uh, from this man who basically identifies himself as a representative of a New Jersey UFO organization. Okay. Basically wants to do an interview with him based on his research. So he's like, you know, I just want to meet with you. Da 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 da. Hopkins goes, cool. Uh, you know, I'd love to love to talk to you. The guy asks him if he's alone. And Hopkins goes, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm home, you know, I'm home by myself just doing research. The guy says, okay, do you have a minute to talk? Hopkins says, yeah, I'm, I can talk whenever. The guy hangs up the phone. Okay, and, so your first thought is he's going to set up a place and a time to interview. And then when he's asked if he's if he's home and has a minute to talk, he's going to do the interview on the phone here because it's obviously only going to take a couple of minutes. I assume I know where this is going. So Hopkins hangs up the phone, looks out his front window, and the man's walking up his steps. That's creepy as fuck. That's that. This is the Ugh. yeah. Gave you the chills. That gave me chills. <laughs> uh, and the dude comes up the stairs, walks up his front porch, and identifies himself as the person he was just talking to on the phone. It's before cell phones. There's not a like payphone anywhere near his house. There is no physical way this what? man could have called him. When did car phones become a thing? Not in the 70s. No? I can look it up. To the Google. Car phone. Uh... I guess, you know, I guess it could have been a car phone. (laughs) Guess it could have been a car phone. Still doesn't sit right with me. I know. I'm just I'm just saying there's a plausible reason. Okay. Hopkins is one of the ones. The description I read earlier about the dude with the dead plastic skin and the yeah. red lips. That was a straight quote from Hopkins. That's how he described okay. this man. Got it. Um and there's an artist rendering. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really shitty drawing. It's just the it's the face. It's yeah. He looks very very startled, you know but also he like, like he's like you know smirking. He looks like, he looks like that. Uh, the God, it's so old. It's gonna carbon date me. Um, the dramatic squirrel. Oh my gift. God, you're so old. Yeah, he has that like stunned, <laughs> like just turned around look. Yeah. So this is again where it gets really weird. Stop reading. I see you reading my screen. I'm, st- I'm still talking to you. I've been reading it this whole time. So, while they're there, 
there's multiple there's different accounts of this um i'm actually going to switch over because i want to find there's a specific one because there's two different accounts of this one is that the man in black pulls a coin out of his pocket um are, are we still talking about hopkins okay so he's the dude he invites the dude into his house which i would not oh, fucking fuck do that. no uh so especially I'm, after you just confirmed with this man that you're by yourself so this is actually from a website called the night sky which is all about ufo stuff so this is like supposedly what went down that night mm-hmm. so the man in black and hopkins talk and hopkins basically says the dude's very kind of weird anti-social not anti-social but just weird social skills like he doesn't kind know how to weird. interact i mean which now, nowadays it could be explained by a number of things but okay um so while they're talking mm-hmm. the man black somehow gets to the point where he tells hopkins you have two coins in your pocket okay, okay. which was correct hopkins had two coins in his pocket okay he instructed Hopkins to remove one of the coins, basically pull it out. Hopkins complies, holds up the coin. It's a penny. Puts it in the palm of his hand. The MIB, the man in black, uh, tells Hopkins to watch the coin closely. It's a penny, okay? Mm-hmm. It starts taking on like a silvery appearance. And Hopkins like can't believe what he's seen. He's like trying to focus on it, but he almost can't, right? Uh... It eventually, like, begins to fade and just disappears in his hand. Hopkins alleges 100% stands by this that he was holding a penny and the penny went bye-bye. Okay. Uh, the exact wording from the men in black to Hopkins was that coin would never be seen on this plane again. Okay. And a lot of people have taken that to mean like this plane of existence. Got it. That these are like multidimensional beings and all that kind of shit. Uh, he then asks Hopkins if he had heard of an alien abductee named Barney Hill. Uh, Barney Hill was a man who claimed to be abducted by UFOs. Hopkins had heard of him in his research, okay. right? And was like, yeah, I've heard of him. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, but he died a couple of years ago. And the man in black's like, yes, he died a couple years ago. It's just kind of awkward. Like, like he was like reaffirming, yes, he's dead. Kind of weirdly like reaffirming it, right? Okay. Um. Then the man in black says, and this is a, I shit you not, this quote, this uh, quote is 100% from Hopkins' account is, the man in black said, yes, he's dead. And then this is the beginning of the quote. Barney didn't have a heart, just like you no longer have a coin. And that's the end of the quote. Barney died of a cerebral hemorrhage. So no one knows, like, what that quote even fucking means at this point. The man in black told, after he's, after, right after that quote, he tells Dr. Hopkins, goes, destroy all of your UFO research, and then left. This is the one I'm talking about. It just doesn't make sense. Like, why would you go on the coin story and the didn't have a heart? It just doesn't... There's so much cooler shit you can make up. 
Yeah, it. I'm really struggling to 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 buy this one in any sense. Like, so some of it can be explained, especially like if if this man in black is any kind of like if he has some form of of autism or Asperger's or anything like that, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a a lot of what he's doing can be done with, with deductive reasoning essentially. So like knowing that Hopkins has two coins in his pocket, if he had heard Hopkins just walking through his house before they went and sat down wherever you could, he could probably hear the coins clinking together, but there's, but two coins clinking together makes a different sound than multiple coins. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, and let's be so, real. Let's be realistic here. Is it sounds terrible, but hey, Lindsay, you have two coins in your pocket. If I was right, you'd be like, "Holy shit!" You had two, I did have exa- two coins in my pocket. That's what I'm saying. If I, like, you didn't have two coins in your pocket, you wouldn't remember that I said that because it's irrelevant. Exactly. Uh, it's just the whole coin disappearing. Barney didn't have a heart. That really kind of irked me, and I don't know what the hell it was about. I still don't know what it was about. I. Trust me, I've gone in the weeds on this story because this one fascinated me because, like I said, if you're going to make up something, make up something cooler. Exactly. Here's where it gets weird. Especially Er. because (laughs) it it wouldn't take much to to find out that Barney had died from a cerebral hemorrhage. So why would you say that he was missing his heart? Yeah. Here's where it gets weird. Right? Er. And granted, conspiracy theorists will probably argue that well the cerebral hemorrhage is what the autopsy said but yeah uh so hopkins regardless of if this is real or not uh-huh gives up ufo research burns all of his case files okay because he's he's, 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 he's terrified scared the shit out of him apparently um calls his phone company to basically be like hey how is this possible the phone company, and this is documented, confirms that his phone line had been tampered with. Whether that means someone tapped it, someone got into it. It could have been that someone plugged something in to call him from right outside. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But his phone line had been fucked with in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so that's just kind of like added stuff to it. Okay. Long story short. He's done. He's like, yo, I'm out of this alien game. I'm living my life. Never heard from the man in black again. Got it. Lived out his days. Okay. So, you have that. Um, so, I am going to go back in time a little bit. Because this one's, uh, I actually missed this one. Um, so now we're going back to 1955. So we'll drop back to the 50s. Jumping I knew I for, okay. I skipped one. Uh, Dr. Albert K. Bender. He's a well-known... He's, like, brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's not a crackpot. He's actually a smart... He actually founds the International Flying Saucer Bureau. Because he's... He believes aliens are a thing. Okay. Um, he literally starts writing a paper backed up with what he believes to be credible sources that the U.S. government is covering up the existence of aliens. Like, he's getting ready to push this out publicly. And if he is already a respectable guy... It'll give some credit to it. It'll give... Yeah, exactly. uh, Except that never happened. 
he's cl- like he never pushed out his findings. Oh, okay. Uh, he claims that three men dressed in all black visited him as home at his home and basically threatened him, telling him not to pursue it. Um, to the point where he told multiple close friends that he was so fearful of his life, he was giving up on researching UFOs, which was like his life's ambition at that point. Like he did a 180. Um, there are a lot of like accounts from people he knew who claimed this event changed him to the point where his later works, this man that was considered super intelligent, his later works were like incoherent. Like he went off the deep end. end to the point where he was like, this is how the government's covering up aliens. This is this, this to nonsense uh, after this encounter. Um, he lived until 2002, but the, from the moment this happened in 1955 to 2002, he lived his life in a constant state of fear and anxiety afraid to leave his house, afraid to interact with people. Like, he went off the deep end cuckoo, I'm rambling about, these guys are trying to kill me. Super hyper-paranoid. Okay. Um, he constantly claimed he would get phone calls, threatening phone calls, phone calls of people breathing, phone calls of people telling him they're watching him. How until old his death. was he when he... He was... Know? Uh, I can look it up. Uh, let's see. Albert Bender. He was born in 21. This happened in 55, so he was 34 years old. Wait, no. Well, that is different. This says he died in 2016. The one I said he died in 2002. No, same guy. So the 2002 is, is gone. Well, I mean, Wikipedia is not always yeah accurate, true. but true. But yeah, so he's in his mid he was in his mid thirties. I mean, so it's it's still plausible that he may have <sighs> I don't want to throw the mental illness. No, it could be thing it, out there. One hundred percent, but a lot of that sounds like untreated schizophrenia Mm -hmm. okay so the last one i'm gonna move on to one more story okay uh and then we're gonna do a wrap up and i'm gonna tie it back to the movies the men in black okay so the last one involves dan Aykroyd. (laughs) yeah i see your face this one's actually been he claims 100 percent this is true so Dan Aykroyd, you know, uh, comedian, actor. Uh-huh. He actually pitched the pilot for a show called Out There. Okay. It was going to be on uh, sci-fi. This was, they started filming in 2002. Uh, basically what it was going to do is it was going to take the concepts of alien abductions, government cover-ups, all of this stuff, and do exposés on it. And okay. the rumor... On the rumor on the street was that they actually had some pretty groundbreaking shit they were going to show. Okay. Um. So Dan Aykroyd was doing interviews with press people visiting them on set, 
And he claims he sees on the edge of the set a black Ford sedan. And now we're talking 2002. So the attire of always being in a business suit and stuff isn't in anymore. Like it's it's yeah, more modern, yeah. right? Man, white shirt, business suit, tie, standing there staring at him, leaning up against this sedan. It's kind of like he keeps seeing him and he like looks up and he's like, that's odd, but he's talking to people. So he keeps like glancing over at the guy. Um, one of the times he glances away to, to answer a question, he looks back, the car and the man are gone. Like vanished. Okay. Um, two hours after that incident, the car disappearing, producers came up to Dan Aykroyd told him the show got canceled. What was their reason? I mean, granted, they don't always need a reason, but... Basically, he was told, we were told not to continue taping, and that the show was canceled and none of them would air. That is a direct quote from Dan Aykroyd, what he was told by the producers. We were told not to continue. That's creepy. Yep. Um, it's... Oh, nope. I do have one more story after that, because this one has a gif. <laughs> uh, sorry, that was not the last story. But anyway, that's not the first time something like that has happened with a show to air. And a lot of that could be, you know, this kind of stuff is very, has a very niche audience. It just, it does. And I'm one of them, apparently. Um, but it's not the first time a show about sci-fi alien conspiracies mysteriously disappears yeah in fact uh very recently it it happened um so if you are i don't know if you're familiar with a show called unidentified inside america's ufo investigation it actually aired last year um, I haven't heard of it, but to be fair, Blink we don't you watch know, a Blink, lot of TV. You know who so... Blink-22 is? Yeah. Tom DeLong. Super weird dude. Super into aliens. Yeah. Uh, it was the show he helped finance. Yeah, yeah. They literally claimed that uh, the U.S. Navy had footage of UFOs, which I know what they're talking about. I've seen it. It's really kind of weird footage. Supposedly, a lot of ex-military guys that had knowledge of this shit kind of coming forward and being like, yeah, there's stuff out there. The show, despite great ratings, was seriously canceled. Hmm. Um, it actually, like... <laughs> it was greenlit for a second se- season. Like... It was supposed to be just a miniseries, one-off thing. They said, yep, it's going to be a second season. Nothing was heard about it again. So, I could be wrong. There could be a second season coming out. Mm-hmm. We just haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. But I just took that one because that's very recent. And I thought it was interesting that... It is interesting. That, you know, because with a lot of the, the early 50s stuff finally being declassified, because, like, shocker, I have some background into classification and shit. How classification works is everything has a default classification date. Um, some are like declassed in 25 years, 25x2. Like they have different categories. Uh, with the shit being classified in the 50s and the 60s, 
the ones that had 50-year mm-hmm. expirations on the classified data, unless they are renewed, mm-hmm. that classification ends. Yeah. So a lot of that shit's starting to come out. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a good documented series called Project Blue Book, which is all about like the Air Force, their special programs, uh, research and development, possibly UFOs. All of that stuff is coming out to support or refute a lot of these claims and it's really weird that you hear about these shows that supposedly are going to be you know exposing the truth getting shut down it could be that the the network didn't have faith in them it could be that they ran out of funding it doesn't help the conspiracy theory though um so the last i i i swear this is the last one. And for all the people out there that are listening to us for serial killers and true crime, I am really sorry. This episode is really out there. Uh, this last one is actually contains in the article I have up, contains the GIF that actually got me started on the Men in Black thing because I found it on Reddit years ago. Okay. And it's what gave me it. This leads into the alien theory. Uh, so in Niagara Falls, October 14, 2008. So I say recent, but shit, that was 12 years ago. Um, I'm old. Anyway, hotel manager, Niagara Falls, uh, Shane Sovar. I'm just gonna call him Shane. Uh, him and a security guard actually reported seeing a UFO outside the building up in the sky. Okay. Um, it's actually fairly common for UFO sightings in Northern United States, um, Washington, Montana, New York, a lot of UFO sightings. Um, basically, there were a couple other witnesses to this saying, yeah, there was a UFO. And mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks because this day and age you go, yo, there was a UFO there. You'll have 50 people come out of work. I saw it too, even though you made it up. Like, yeah, and, there's people and, that want to be part of the group. They want to claim, they want to feel important. They want to claim they saw it. I think it. we also have to have to recognize that UFO is a very loose term. It literally means unidentified, unidentified flying, flying object. object. So UFO could be anything. It doesn't necessarily automatically mean aliens or a flying saucer or anything like that. It's just straight up, there was something in the sky, I didn't know what it was. So, a couple weeks later, after these guys are perpetuating that they saw a UFO, two men in black show up at the hotel. Um... The hotel staff, they're looking for Shane and the security guard that claimed they saw the UFO. They weren't there that day. <laughs> they just happened to not be at work. Um, okay. But the two men in black who came up to the reception counter were looking for them specifically. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the hotel staff couldn't put their finger on what it was about these two individuals. That freaked them out. But it unsettled them was the okay. best word I saw. This one says terrified most of the things say I say they just had an off feeling about them that something okay. wasn't right, yeah. right? Um, so there's actually security footage of them entering the hotel. Okay. Uh, the hotel guests, the people that saw them, basically said they were uh, tall men, black suits, um, identical faces, no eyebrows or eyelashes, and extremely pale. Very similar. What I want to direct you to, though, Linz, and I'll put this, watch his legs as he's walking. I was I was just watching that. They like, don't move like a normal person. Well, so first, I, I would like say... They're like flipping side to side. 
Yeah, and they're also moving weird. Like weirdly quickly. Quickly and like the But the not gate. not in a way like that the that the footage has been sped up because you can see the guy behind them is like mm-hmm. he's moving around too and he's not like jerking. It all sounds over the place, like it sounds dumb and this is where my tinfoil hat gets really large. It looks like they are walking, like they are not used to walking like a human in clothing. Yeah. They're walking very awkwardly. And we will post this on Facebook. It's a really chilling – I've watched this probably looped about a thousand times because when I first found this, this is what brought me – to, and this is the why I want to do this one last. This is what brought me to the Men in Black Theory because I was like, okay, you know, whatever. It's Mm -hmm. – and then I watched this. I'm like, the way they're walking – Specifically the guy in the front. He's walking like – like shuffling almost like he's not used to walking normally yeah and it's it's really weird like watching his feet and watching how his legs are moving like look at how his legs look in this still and who walks where they kick their legs up like that like he's when he's walking look how far back his legs are going yeah it's just really unsettling. It almost, honestly, it almost looks like he's about to break into a run. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't need to. You're just walking through some sliding doors. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird for sure. So that wraps up all of my firsthand accounts. Um, so this is a semi-news theory. I'm going back to the Men in Black movie now. Uh-huh. Bringing it full circle. Uh, so there's a running theory that the men in black movies were can you you change that screen (laughs) is it really is it giving you the heebie-jeebies yeah okay uh that the men in black movies were created to make light of the men in black yeah that they were comedy movies made to take a subject that might have some grain of truth and make it a comedy Mm -hmm. uh to kind of Essentially, because like, again, when you read Men in Black, you think of Will Smith, you think of Tommy Lee Jones, you think of one of the best scenes in cinematic history when Will Smith pops the little girl in the shooting range, because that is probably one of my favorite scenes in any movie when they shoot all the aliens. Jesus, what did I knock over? Um, But yeah, so it's 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 your cord. mm -hmm, I knocked that over. It snapped right back in. Okay. Um, it's like one of the it's one of my favorite scenes in a movie. But it also, if the Men in Black were real, mm-hmm. it dilutes them. Yeah, it makes them a joke. Mm-hmm. So, well, and on top of that too, you get a movie franchise that is as popular as the Men in Black movies. And and I mean, when did the first one come out? Ninety nine. Was it? It might have been later. But either way, you have a, a popular movie franchise that remained popular. 97. Damn. Uh, for, for and, and everybody, everybody knows the Men in Black movies. Like, they're, they are still pop, a popular franchise. Obviously, they just came out with the, the newer, the international. Um, but if you get something like that and it picks up speed, steam like the men in black movies did it also makes it more difficult to dig into you literally hit the nail on the head on where i was taking this (laughs) 
So if you Google Men in Black, yeah. good luck finding any conspiracy stuff. Yeah. You literally have to type in Men in Black conspiracy. It's literally going to bury oh, it any, does. Of the, any of the, like, quote, factual information on the Men in Black theory. And it's going to bury it under all kinds of pop culture and, you know. Oh, and, like... it, and it does. So here's the thing. If you Google Men in Black Conspiracy and you pull up the Wikipedia page for the Men in Black, not the movie, but for Men in Black, yeah, I am going to read you. Like, there's, like, a little bit more, but I'm going to read you Wikipedia, which is known to have the most ridiculous amount of information, right? This is what Wikipedia says about the Men in Black. In popular culture and UFO conspiracies, men in black are supposed men dressed in black suits who claim to be quasi-government agents who harass or threaten UFO witnesses to keep them quiet about what they have seen. It is sometimes implied that they may be aliens themselves. The term is frequently used to describe mysterious men working for unknown organizations, as well as various branches of the government allegedly designed to protect secrets or perform strange activities. The term is generic, used for any unusual, threatening, or strangely behaved individual whose appearance on the scene can be linked in in some fashion to a ufo sighting several alleged counters with men in black have been reported by ufo researchers and enthusiasts enthusiasts stories about allegedly real life men in black inspired the semi-comic science fiction men in black franchise of comic books films and other media that's it yeah like wikipedia which on any other conspiracy lists all the people involved mm-hmm. lists all this shit that's all it says i'm not saying it's a government cover-up and I'm not saying that the government is responsible for the Men in Black movies. But it does make it... Yeah. It does add fuel to the conspiracy fire. Well, yeah. Because like you said, I mean, I'll do it right now. Sitting with Lindsay here, you type in Men in Black on Google, it's nothing but the movies. Exactly. It's all the cast information. Mm-hmm. It's trailers. It's even movie if you posters, even it's... if you type in Men in Black conspiracy, a lot of it relates to the movies. Yeah. And even then, like, I hate saying it, but the articles for the Men in Black conspiracies are not by the most trustworthy sites. Yeah. Ah, shit, dude. A lot of these I found links to from like BuzzFeed. And mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff, because the websites they originated on are buried down so deeply yeah, that it just becomes hard to filter out the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's all I have. Like For today. For today. <laughs> uh, I promise next week we're getting away from alien conspiracies. Yeah, we're getting back to spooky stuff. Lindsay handles next week um and my next episode i think is going to be about something a lot more based in reality <laughs> but i just you talked about the men in black um me and my dad go on tears all the time about like ufos and everything like that so i was like yeah screw it i'm gonna do the men in black um yeah. and kind of talk about it and freak out Lindsay with that gift she'll never be able to unsee oh my god that it's still it's creeping me <laughs> right? out like granted it's an older quality like video it's possible that it like skipped a little bit, so you know, like the, shit's aliens. The frames per second made you were... made you second guess your thought about if they're like that aliens versus government agency. It did because who the fuck walks like that? <laughs> Nobody, unless he had maybe like polio as a kid or something. That's in two thousand eight. Like, yeah, but you can't tell how old that guy is. That's true. 
But anyway, that wraps up. We can take off our tinfoil hats. And polio was still around in like the 60s. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> we can take off our tinfoil hats, relax, take a deep breath. No, and... now I'm scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> my ranting and craziness is over. I feel instantly more relaxed that I introduced my crazy to the world. Um, yeah, but anyway. So I've known about it for a while. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. I wanted to do something a little different. Um, I'm going to do a lot more conspiracy stuff, but I'm going to scatter it. It's not going to be back-to-back. Yeah, because that, that can be heavy. heavy back-to-back-to-back. And, and I'll be honest, like, a lot of people who listen to us listen to us for different reasons. I don't want to do, like, all serial killers, all ghosts, all conspiracies. I want to I wanna mix it up, change it up, keep people guessing. I mean, I'm just going to do what I feel like doing. That's but... true, but, <laughs> I mean... But, yeah, like, there. I mean... Yeah. You've well, seen my list of things. Yeah, I have a lot and uh next week we're gonna we're gonna change it up a little bit. Okay. Well um, but anyway, uh that was the Men in Black. I hope you enjoyed. Uh check out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're gonna post the pictures, the gif I talked about. Um yeah. because I feel like that will add more to what I I talked about. Um, if you want to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dying to know podcast on Instagram as at dying to know podcast on Twitter at dying to know cast. You can email us at Gmail on Gmail at dying to know cast at gmail.com. Or you can just visit our actual website, website at dying to know which has links to all those other things. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? I'm not add? gonna lie on social media. I've stopped trying to link all the social medias. I'm just like go to go to go to Simplecast. It's all there. Fair enough. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, thank you for traveling down the wormhole of crazy with me this week. Yep. Now we can remove these very itchy tinfoil hats. I got you. Got yours on now. Got <laughs> you. to Got yours on. I'm all screwed up. Anyway, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>